Hey, Daniel here from Markers on the Map, and it's a week full of big news here on The Gaming Adventure, where we're talking about new expansions to Borderlands, new characters and gameplay enhancements to Street Fighter V, new updates, release dates, re-releases, and a whole lot more. Plus, we've got a few little updates, including one on Cyber Shadow. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. I haven't brought up in a while, and maybe it's a seasonal thing, but I have not stopped consuming the Reese's white chocolate peanut butter items. Now they're just pink, and they are heart-shaped because it's Valentine's Day. The taste is no different. I I can't get enough of these things. (laughs) I mean, they're good, but what season, what time of the month do they not come out? Like, because valentine's they're gonna be pink they come out early kind of end of new year's uh maybe no no there's like easter one so i I wouldn't really know which one what month of the year they wouldn't have them out maybe like june unless they decide to do like reese's white chocolate peanut butter flags for the fourth of july (laughs) maybe or like let's see august August seems like the least ceremonial month. Maybe there's nothing in August. Yeah, I, I, yeah. But the thing is, too, is that we should. I'm pretty sure these like Valentine's Day ones should have, you know, sh- they should be out by now. But I feel like they're probably out a month early because they want to get everything out before, you know, the season even starts. Yeah, I've been. I've actually slowed down eating these, and I've been. I've taken like the whole month of January, and you know valentine's day is a couple of days from our recording this week and i'm still got a few left so at least i've not been eating two bags at a time of these so i i think to myself maybe subconsciously i'm getting sick of them (laughs) (laughs) maybe probably i did have a reese's peanut butter big cup with pretzels in it it's some kind of newfangled thing and it was actually really good better than the better than the white chocolate (laughs) I probably I mean it's pretty. It's like pretzels and chocolate are, are a great combo, so it's probably really good. Yeah, <laughs> and in addition to these things, I've also been consuming some weird products lately. Like they had a fruity pebbles coffee creamer, which is actually surprisingly good. It just makes your coffee taste like like fruity pebbles, and it's actually kind of weird, but at the same time, really good. I don't know, there's some people that probably won't like it because they like the taste of coffee. I, I, w- I would probably like it. Coffee's yeah, alright. It's pretty good. Um, I thought it would be like the Sour Patch Kids cereal back when they had that. But, like, that was really good too. It just wasn't good with milk because it made the milk taste sour. But the cereal itself tasted just like the candy. I was very impressed with that. And mm. I had uh, M&M's coffee creamer recently. And that's actually one of the best coffee creamers I've ever had. <laughs> The M&M. The only weird, like, food product I've had, if I can remember, is, like, the Twinkies, like, cereal. Oh, yeah, they did have that. Now yeah. they have, like, Dunkaroo's cereal now, too. It looks like it's way too sweet. Yeah. I've, I have I told you I got those, like, Dunkaroo's, like, vanilla, like, birthday cake, like, yogurt. Oh, uh, They're all right. Pretty good. You know, speaking of sweet things and Fruity Pebbles, I had the Fruity Pebbles candy bar, and it, oh man, I can't handle that. It's just a pure white chocolate bar with like 10 Fruity Pebbles in it. And, oh man, it was just so sweet. I felt like I was going to like freeze up. It's like some things don't need to be made. Yeah, there's something. I mean, there's there's going to be that one person that's going to like it. They have that. There is such thing as a person with a sweet tooth because there's some people that do like really sweet candy like that. All this just makes me want to make our own candy for markers on the map. So in the future, <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> anyway guys welcome to a brand new episode of markers on the map where love is in the air because it's valentine's day weekend 
Uh, my name's Daniel, and as always, I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert. How you doing this week? Uh, been alright. Have you been? You know, we're hanging in there. Getting it done in the still in crazy times, but... Yeah. Still getting it done. So, I mentioned Valentine's Day, and before we get started with news today... I always find it funny that Valentine's Day reminds me of two games in particular. And they remind me of these two games in particular because they came out on Valentine's Day. The first was in 2012. It was Twisted Metal for the PS3, one of my favorite games of all time. So I associate car combat and, you know, ramming through walls and crashing into people and Sweet Tooth's ice cream truck and, like junkyard dog or whatever it was called <laughs> i associate that with valentine's day <laughs> that's kind of funny out of all games associated with that time of the month it's got to be that game i know and and it's just weird to me how they released that on valentine's day it almost felt like it was on purpose but it had to be on purpose yeah i it, i know it got a short delay I, I remember it was supposed to come out a little bit earlier and they're like no let's just release it on valentine's day coincidence mm. hmm. And the other Maybe. one is one that we've played, um, For Honor. That that also came out on a Valentine's Day in 2017, I believe. So, I always associate Valentine's Day with these multiplayer combat games. For Honor is pretty good, but it, it kind of gets old quick, especially because the people that have been playing it are so skilled. I don't know, I haven't, For Honor, I didn't play it when it dropped, I got it when it was a playstation plus game uh yeah that's when i came back it's pretty good that star wars event they did was awesome yeah that was pretty awesome (laughs) yeah um and i like that they're still supporting for honor i always was very endeared to for honor by the e3 presentations i forget the guy's name but i was just like he's so passionate about this game that I, i wanted to try it so i played the beta got it on valentine's day because that's when it dropped and fell in love with the game <laughs> i don't i don't really have anything bad to say about it either it's i enjoyed it it was a really good time uh, I, I think the biggest problem is that people who have been playing are so good and you get matched up with them quite frequently but mm. the issue with it when it came out was like connection errors all the time but i think over the years they've smoothed that out like pretty well i i think the time when we were playing it i don't think we had any problems like that yeah it was all smooth sailing Anyway, I always think about those games around Valentine's Day, especially Twisted Metal. Like, what a weird Valentine's Day that was, just coming home and playing that <laughs> playing game. Playing Twisted Metal, that's hilarious, though. Great game, though. <laughs> I miss it. I wish they would do a PS5 version. I was on the multiplayer, got that trophy where you have to win one match a day for 30 days because I was pretty good at it. I miss being good at Twisted Metal. I miss Twisted Metal. I like I mean, Destruction always, All-Stars. Yeah, there's always Destruction All-Star. <laughs> But that just makes me want that team to make a Twisted Metal 2. So, we'll see. Anyway, uh, would you like to talk about some news for the week? Oh yeah, let's get to it. Big one for us. Borderlands Director's Cut DLC. Now, this is a new DLC that has a raid boss. I think it's like a Varkid raid boss. It's got new cosmetics where our characters are dressed as COV members, the Children of the Vault. It's got a new, like, quest storyline where it's, like, solving mysteries or going to crime scenes that's designed to be, like, a podcast. And I'm like, hey, I know a podcast. It's called Markers on the Map. It's just like (laughs) ours. Um, There's also going to be some challenge cards. So the conceit behind that is that these challenge cards will come out. There's going to be three of them released throughout the year. And you do daily challenges and weekly challenges to get new cosmetics. And the first one is based off of fallen heroes who have died in the Borderlands saga. And there are... It just seems like this is a pretty, like, decently sized DLC expansion. Um, The raid boss is where that door was in Pandora. You know, the closed door. That that was in, like, day one, like, trailer. Like, yeah. everyone kept wondering what was in there, and then they figured out, oh, it's this part right here with the raid boss, and it's just like, huh, wonder what that's for. It makes you wonder if Season Pass 2 was planned from the get-go. Uh, actually, yeah, now, because I, I, I don't think they actually said anything about it. I think people were like, well, 
there's supposed to be a raid boss here, and they just never mentioned it until, I guess, now. Either that, or it might have been a free update that was planned, and they decided to throw it in the season pass. Either way, this is... You remember a couple months ago when I said, why did they say Iridium would be so important? We mm. There was no cosmetics for Crazy Earl. Well, turns out that you have to spend 500 Iridium to tackle the new raid boss. Okay, so this is like... Uh... Uh, Terramorphous, where you have to give up Iridium in order to activate the raid boss. I think that's all raid bosses in two. Can't say I'm awfully excited about it being a Varkid. <laughs> there was one, there was an Invincible in Borderlands 2. I think that was like the first one I ever defeated. If you get the Varkid to like, obviously they keep upgrading for each amount of times they're close to death and then they keep upgrading and upgrading. I think there's one oh, time yeah, that yeah. that's an Invincible. It, you could encounter that one in the like regular game world right yeah it's like sanctuary hole i think that's where i did it there was another one too the master g the poison oh, one. Oh, i hated oh, that one i actually pulled it off worst. but it's awful it reminded oh. me of a boss from final fantasy 13 where you have to poison it and just defend and let like 15 minutes run by for it to um finish draining its health but it feels like the reverse in borderlands too oh yeah uh Borderlands 2 has some really, really tough. Honestly, comparing 3 to 2, 2 is probably way harder once you get to, like, True Vault Hunter and all that. Yeah, because of the way damage scaling works, um, weapon levels and damage numbers and elements worked a little differently in 2, and that was what always kind of turned me off from anything past, you know, your base normal playthrough. But yeah, we did do True Vault. I had the Fibber, so I didn't have to aim, yeah. but... <laughs> Never got you to max level, though. We never went to Ultimate Vault Hunter. Yeah, one day. Borderlands 2 is always fun to come back to every now and then, even though some of the nice quality of life things from 3 aren't there. So, yeah, I am looking forward to new skins and cosmetics. That's one of my favorite parts about Borderlands 3. Moses looks really cool. Flat gets a scooter hat in the challenge card. And now since they said there's going to be more challenge cards, I'm just like, please, just show them to me. <laughs> And in addition to that, the Valentine's Day event will be back until February 25th, I think, with some uh, recolors of last year's skin. So that's always fun to do a few challenges and have some Borderlands time. Oh, yeah. In addition, we got some Borderlands movie news, more casting. Jamie Lee Curtis will be playing Tannis, and Jack Black will be doing the voice of Claptrap. Um... Cool, I guess. This is pretty pretty cool. I uh does Jamie I don't know. Lee Curtis like Tannis is a younger character. Jamie Lee Curtis is not a young actress, but I like Jamie Lee Curtis, but I don't know. This is why we're trying to figure out what's the point of having someone like Kevin Hart as Roland. And Kevin Hart, you know, he looks in his like thirties, the same thing as Roland. He looks, you know, in his 30s. I don't know. I actually don't know how old Kevin Hart is, but he looks young for his age, whatever it might be. He doesn't look that old. But Jamie Lee Curtis is, she's been, she's been an actress since like the 70s. She was in the original Halloween. But as Tannis, as Tannis is not that old. Tannis is roughly the same age as the old G-Vault Hunters. So yeah. that's what we're trying to figure out. You have the theory that it's going to be, or most theories going out, it's going to be a, older generation of them teaching the guess the younger generation at least that's what you told me yeah and then i have the feeling that roland kevin hart as roland would be introduced through a flashback or something this is just a wild theory um but jack black as claptrap while jack black's voice is pretty deep for what i would consider claptrap's voice to be i can actually see him doing it and maybe making those like air guitar noises instead of like you know claptrap's like wub 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 thing (laughs) yeah uh i don't know it's like we always say we're not gonna judge the movie until we see a trailer even with the trailer it's like it depends because like example invisible man and then get out those trailers weren't they're all right and the movies were far better um Uh, Jack Black is Claptrap. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I He has the personality. Hopefully. Like, it's not his first time playing, uh, or his t- first time voice acting. He played Poe in Kung Fu Panda. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's not like he, he's new to voice acting. So 
I like Jack Black. Hopefully, he 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 does well in the role. Yeah, and hey, he was in Gorilla's music video for Humility. <laughs> that is true. One of my favorite Jack Black appearances. <laughs> anyway, there's a few more bits of television casting. Last of Us is getting a TV show from HBO. Um, they have Bella Ramsey. She's from Game of Thrones as Ellie and. Pedro Pascal as Joel. I can see it. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> the Mandalorian yeah. is Joel himself from The Last of Us. Just, yeah, put on, slap a beard on him, you know, rough up his hair, make him look a little bit older, you know, 50s, 60s, and yeah, he pretty much kind of, he kind of does look like him. I'm so excited that he's getting all these, like, roles. Like, it seems like Star Wars actors are are usually, like, relegated to star wars but pedro pascal he's like everywhere lately he's in wonder woman he's in the uh robert rodriguez movie on netflix mandalorian and a few other things lately too it's awesome (laughs) it's kind of the only other let me see i think uh mark hamill he really did voice acting though yeah he went straight to voice acting yeah he didn't really do much of acting the only other time uh, actor act i'm trying to think i can see uh harrison ford obviously he's like indiana jones and mm-hmm. you know he's all like all these other great roles so it's like it is kind of true it is i don't know much about star wars i haven't never i haven't seen it but it's like is it more or less like do their actors and actresses just stay in that universe and don't really go off not necessarily they're bad actors or actresses but more or less they just kind of stay there compared to like other people going into their universe because like you got like uh gus from breaking bad being in like the mandalorian Mm -hmm. it's like some of them don't seem to like hayden christensen he's like known for star wars and he's in other stuff too but not a super lot and yes sometimes it's i think they're getting better about taking like making sure that they get other work too like daisy ridley was in murder on the Orient express um and a few other things uh john boyega who played finn was in pacific rim and a few other movies lately and i think they're gonna uh, i think he's got another one coming up soon and he wasn't in like attack the block and all that stuff um oscar eyes so it seems like more and more star wars actors are showing up in like more places like even ewan mcgregor who is obi-wan kenobi is in a lot of movies now i've seen him in he was in fargo the tv show season three he was in birds of prey as black mask so i i like the expansion here like make sure that they're not known just for star wars these good actors yeah because even even if not acting wise voice acting because mark hamill was an excellent voice actor he's phenomenal i don't don't think there's going to be another mark hamill and like forever he's just that good i know his joker we gotta say that his joker top (laughs) top voice acting joke i mean there's some real other real good ones too that's the problem it's like Mm -hmm. oh that means like no like there's been some really good like other joker voice actors but his joker voice is just something else Yep, that's why they got him for the arkham games it was so good (laughs) who was your favorite uh actor or actress that was from a different series and went to the star wars universe well, most of them I knew from Star Wars first, so I guess for me it would kind of be the reverse thing, where I liked them in Star Wars first, and then they, or I saw them in Star Wars first, of course they were in other things, but, you know, Ewan McGregor, he's pretty awesome, um, Pedro Pascal most recently, um, yeah, there's a couple of them, mm-hmm. Harrison Ford's always good, Indiana Jones, but, uh, oh man, yeah, so, yeah, there's that. Some movie casting news and TV casting news. Now, we got some more game news for another game we've played, Street Fighter V. Um, they did this earlier in the day today, uh, a special showcase of Dan, and they showed a little bit of Rose gameplay. Like, the character model, I think, was not finished yet, but Dan looks like he's not going to be a joke character. He looks, like, viable. As the one rule when it comes to, I think, joke characters in fighting games, you cannot make them DLC. I think yeah. in the sense that if you're paying for additional stuff, you're going to want to get, like, actual good characters or cosmetics or any 
thing in that. It's like, why would you pay for a whole season pass, but then the season pass, all you get out of it is a simple skin that is literally just changes the, the shirt from red to black, and that's it, and it costs like 10 bucks. That would be like, well, that wasn't a very... I didn't feel like that it was worth the 10 bucks. It just could have been a whole free skin. So it's like, it's good that any type of joke character, it has to be a joke from the beginning and or free. I don't think a joke character would fly by as DLCs. Like, I paid for this and then no one plays them. Yeah, so with that being said, thankfully he looks viable. They did like a 15 minute showcase of him too, showing off his uh, new moves, some classic moves. The Taunt, which I guess Dan is famous for. I, I don't really dabble with Dan in the older games, but I'm just glad he seems like a viable choice now. Interesting thing, though. They revealed a couple of things. One, everybody is going to get a free new training stage that is uh, black instead of white, and it looks really cool. And another thing they showed off was this new V-Shift thing. So, you know how you have your blue V meter at the bottom? Like, the, the meter you use the, uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm forgetting yeah, yeah. what the moves are called. The EX moves. Um, you can burn one of those meters to do a backwards dash now that makes you invincible. And you can also launch an attack off of it. So, that kind of changes the way the whole game works. Because if you're cornered or something, or if you're getting, like, beat up, you can do this invincible backwards dash now and even, like, strike out of it. So... They're doing that and a balance change to some of the characters, some if not all. So I think fundamentally that opens a lot of doors for the game even in this late in. You know, it's five years old as of the 16th of February. Five years old. Yeah. (sighs) So, yeah, they're adding some cool stuff. Um they have the character pass available for pre-order. It's like 25 bucks, but now they have a premium one. And the premium one comes with uh, like 25 costumes. I think it was 25 costumes and all the colors for those. But the, the regular character pass, I guess, gives... Oh, and some stages. Um, but the regular character pass gives you Dan, Rose, Oro, which they showed the character model of at the end of the presentation, Akira from Rival Schools, who they haven't shown yet, and a hidden fifth character that they did not reveal. So it better be Fei Long. That's all I'm saying. People are thinking it's going to be a guest character. I don't know if I want that in Street Fighter. Besides Akira, unless I mean, it's another Rival Schools, but Tekken. I mean, Tekken Seven did have Akuma. Who's to say it's not going to be? You know, hey, hey Hachi Tekken from Tekken. Game. Yeah, I mean, if it's gonna or be how a guest about the, the the bear? The bear, Kuma. Kuma or the tiger? Oh, uh, what is it? King. King. The leopard. I would love to have King. He's so cool. But guest character. If I have to honestly guess, I'm honestly guessing Tekken as like a guest character. Because what other guest character would they put in? They want to put like Mortal Kombat. No, not Mortal like Kombat. Pl- yeah, some people are saying King of Fighters, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, Terry. Maybe... I don't know if Terry would be like the dopest choice they could make yeah well we're just gonna have to wait and see but my question here now is just like we thought uh what is it champions right that's what the yeah the championship edition we thought everyone assumed that that was the last one because it's like seth has the ability to take other people's like moves so it's like it's gonna be hard to program I guess moves like for Seth to take and you know program them in because not only do they have to add like yeah you add a new character but now Seth has to have a whole rework so hopefully there's realistically three ways I think of seeing it obviously Seth doesn't get anything like that like they just don't touch Seth so it's like Seth only gets the original that came out with Seth and then it it just doesn't get any other move set. They do try to fix it, but it's like terrible. And then Seth has to get a rework, or they, you know, they get it down. And Seth, you know, and it's not hard for them to add new moves to Seth's character. Well, in addition to that, they do have a pretty good idea because apparently the fifth character was leaked. But as of the update, 
the fifth character has not been leaked, and this character is a bonus character that everybody who gets the pass gets when this character launches with Dan, I think, on February 22nd. And when you were talking about Seth, it reminded me of this character, Eleven, and his gimmick. So, Eleven is the precursor to Twelve, that kind of shape-shifting guy from Street Fighter Three. Oh yeah, he three had some like weird characters. Yeah, but wait till you hear Eleven's gimmick. So Eleven, you pick him on the character select screen, and what happens is that whatever Eleven color you have picked, it's like a solid white. I think they showed some shades in the um, trailer, but mm-hmm. it's it's a way of filling out a character slot, so it's even on both sides, I guess. But what Eleven does is it turns into an Eleven-colored version of a random character that you own. So if you click Eleven, mm. you might end up playing as Kami or Ryu, and you'll have their movesets. He doesn't have his own movesets. He just turns into a character at random. So it's huh. an interesting take on the random button while still giving one character every single ability of every other character. I Man, that's... See, back back in the day... When I didn't really take Street Fighter or any fighting game, like, I want to say serious, but I just like, eh, it's whatever. I always thought I was no good because of the computer, but then realizing that, you know what, they purposely make the computer difficult because they just want to, you know, get as much quarters out of you as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be weird because the one thing I've noticed when people play a fighting game, they stick to one character. Like, a I, lot of I times, liked, yeah, they have a main. I like to play certain characters in there, but like, Ryu. And, like, Ryu is, like, my main in five because I can, like, not not to sound like, oh, I'm that good, but I can parry quite a bit. And his moveset's simple to me, and I can understand it. Yeah, it's true. You have parried my attacks quite a bit with Ryu. Yeah. So it's, like, it's going to be, Eleven's going to be maybe, <sighs> would he be considered a joke character? Not really because, you know, you can get good characters out of it, but at the same time. I would time, consider it like... to be its own mode. If you choose yeah. eleven, like a, it just hitting the random button, but your character is like a white, glue-looking version of the character instead of their regular colors. It's really what it seems like to me. Yeah, it's gonna be because we've seen a lot of like, oh, ticket characters like uh, Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat is one of those. Mm-hmm. Where, but with him is that he does actually have his own like moves, but then you can take someone else's appearance and t- have their move set. It's just kind of cool i'm mostly happy that they are doing an even number of characters so that the roster will be even on both sides that's what i was saying when i said there's only going to be five characters but then won't one side be unbalanced and oh no they've got this new random button character as well i'll call it um to to join in and it's free for character pass owners so can't complain about that that's true. I mean, if it's free, yeah, that's true. Can't complain about a character that's free. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got a few little quick things this week as well. Godfall, that game I play, got a content update that has some new, like, leveling systems called Ascended Levels, some reworks to Dreamstones, which is the endgame content, and a couple other things. Big point for me, that trophy where you have to get through 50 floors of the tower has been reduced to 20. So while I still can't get past the third floor, at least I know there's only 17 more before I can get the trophy. <laughs> oh, man. Reduced to 20. So it was 15 reduced to 20. Yeah, it started out and, like, take away 30 floors because it only, I guess, goes up to 30 now instead of 100. So, I mean, I'm down for that. It's the, that was oh, a yeah. tough platinum for that, but I still can't get past the third floor, so I'm still going to need to grind a little. So, Godfall. um ratchet and clank rift apart announced a june 11th release date it's a bit further out than i thought it'd be but i guess with all the things going on in the world right now it's understandable games are getting delayed left and right returnal of course till april 30th so it's understandable prince of persia was delayed like oh yeah we're we're gonna get to that one in a second yeah (laughs) but before that some good news fall guys gave everybody a monkey king costume in honor of the lunar new year i think that costume is pretty cool uh yeah i 
checked it. It's like it's white, so it's it's like the monkey, but you get uh, a little like crown with the white hair. I guess fur. It'd be white fur, and then red pants. And then there is a second one, which I think the free one's better because the second one is ten crowns for the bottom and top uh, as all together, not separately ten crowns, but they're five each. But it's like brown hair with like white pants. And ten crowns is fairly it's steep. a lot it's yeah. steep especially when the doom costume costed six total it's like come on <laughs> yeah five crowns is a little too much for a skin i'd Honest, pay 10 I crowns for cajun fries <sighs> the world would be a much better place if those cajun fries came out i'm tweeting the fall guys twitter account about the cajun fries that's how that's how hungry i am no, for these cajun uh, fries only reason why these cajun fries are not out as an individual skin is because they're going to come as a pack in like the store with like cajun fries and some other type of thing that go with it because why would they tease it show it but not have it as like an individual skin you just get at the store and if they come out with it as a part of a pack they should put it with lemon blast which is the uh the slurpee recolor and the veggie dog and I'll give them my hard-earned $5. <laughs> See, I mentioned this last night, and I'll mention it here. What if, I mean, it's already happened. What if they have a Grimace costume? Oh, don't get me started on Grimace. <laughs> Bro, I actually was thinking, like, actually, Grimace would actually be a really cool costume. He would be. Grimace from McDonald's, of course. Yeah, the, Grimace actually would be a really cool costume to have. And I'm just like, man, there's some other... They could have, like, a Borderlands, like, psycho mask and then, like, body skin and all that. Or they could have a Pokemon card purchaser from McDonald's <laughs> as a Fall <laughs> I mean, Guys skin. <laughs> it's just... Oh, man. Fall Guys... I don't know. Fall Guys, it seems like that game company that if you give them an idea and it's and it's good enough and they're just, like... We can work this out. They'll actually put your the skin in there. So it's, I've seen a couple people like, what if this is a skin? And it's just like, well, you know, wait, we'll wait and see. But most of the time, you know, they actually will put the skin in. So I don't know. Fall Guys is the first, I guess, game in recent memory that I've noticed that if you tell them a skin, and they genuinely like it, they'll probably try to put it in. Yeah, they're they're receptive to the community and their social media is very interactive in the community. Very very cool. They've been doing some contests to get like the magic dragon costumes and the black knight costumes. So they're very difficult, but I guess that's what made the costumes so rare. I just wish they'd put them up for the store. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Couple other little things. Uh we'll take care of the smaller ones first. Crash 4 is getting ported to PS5. Uh, Xbox Series and Switch with PC coming later. Big takeaway for me here is that they said there's more coming in honor of the 25th anniversary of Crash, and to me that says, well, are they going to put Crash Team Racing on the PS5 or at least give it a 60 frames update? That's really what I care about here, having that in 60 frames. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Anthem is in a spot here. Uh, I think it's sometime this week EA is doing their, like, review, their internal review for Anthem and saying either, okay, let's put some people on this project and get it going, or let's end it. This is the scary thing with live service games. We know Avengers is getting a, like, a preview of some new content and a new area, I guess, coming on sometime next week, I want to say, but... Avengers isn't in this position yet. This is a position where this game that tons of people bought and tons of people are mad at is in a spot where it might just the the work might be undone and just ended. That's the scary thing. That's the sad part. But I mean, what's it's sad, but what's the point of putting in time, effort, and, and you know? and money and all that into something that's not going to flourish but yeah. it it depends it's just it's just sad that some something like that like we always say we don't want to see a game fail we want everything to be fun but i still don't want to see anthem fail that's the thing I, yeah. I don't go around saying oh god i want anthem to to just stop already yeah. it's like if they were gonna try and make it like good for people then then power to them i just it's by by next week we should know if anthem is gonna continue or not 
Because there's going to, you know, there's going to be that one guy or that one kid that's going to be sad when Anthem, because they actually enjoy the game. Yeah. I mean, to me, it looked enjoyable. I just didn't want to play it because it was a live service game, and I'm not super big into all those. I, I, I mean, I like Avengers. I liked Destiny, but... It's hard to do more than one live service. Yeah, it's, it's it's impossible to do live service games like that. Like they said, with those games, you have to really put in the time and effort. You can't just play two rounds and expect to get, like, ten tiers. You have to put in the effort, which mm-hmm. is one of the sacrifices of making a game like that, where if you're distracted or focused on one, you're going to miss out on a couple other. So there's that. Uh, E3 2021 might be happening as a digital event. Whether it does or not, Summer Games Fest was pretty alright last year. It wasn't, like, giant, but I thought having multiple weeks of little bits of news was okay. It wasn't as hype as E3, but, you know, it was cool. I think E3... I know there's been a whole talk of just about oh, E3 is not necessary because you can do, like, Nintendo and just have your directs. But at the same time, it's just a really nice... It's a nice effort in time just to have one place where everything is just about gaming and just about, you know, the cool things that they have planned for or eventually show trailers for the first time. It's one of those things where it's just a good weekend you know, regardless if it's a three-day weekend, four-day weekend, you know, Thursday through Sunday, but it's just a good time, and, you know, being all digital, obviously, it's understandable, but hopefully there one day, you know, I, I, it's funny, because some people like E3 can go, but I kind of don't want E3 to go away. Yeah, it's like E3 always had, you know, their conferences, their hype conferences, but then Nintendo started doing digital events and eventually directs that don't usually land on E3. Sony started doing digital conferences and dropping off E3. So it's kind of transformed. I've been watching E3 for a long time. It's 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 definitely transformed, but there's always those moments that I loved like you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer or For Honor premiering at E3. That was really cool to bring it back to the top of the show. So it's just, it, over the years, it's become something different, but you don't want to see it go. <laughs> no. It's just like maybe, I don't know, maybe E3 cannot just be a place about announcing things, but it could just be a place of you can announce a game, but what if it's just also like, oh, yeah, this game we've been working on, we announced last year. Or, oh, we got this amount of games. We're not going to say what they are, but we have these titles. Like, we have 10 titles in the works, and, you know, we'll let you know which ones are, are going to release soon or, or stuff like that. Like, E3 doesn't need to be uh, a place. And like I said, I, I'm happy that Nintendo does their direct, even like Sony, they do like, oh, yeah, like... Now we don't have to wait every year for E3 because they could have a game ready in like September and they could yeah. have a trailer, but then they have to wait till E3 to show the trailer. Or because if they show it that early, they're going to have to release it early, which they're probably planning not to do it. But at the same time, E3 could be a place just to show reveal trailers, but also give an update on players on what's going on. Yeah, and they've used it as, as that before. And then sometimes they announce things way too early, like Final Fantasy fifteen being... Final Fantasy. See, that's what you don't want anymore. <laughs> you don't that's want. You don't, you don't want, want something like that. Do do it like Nintendo, where they announce something like three weeks before it comes out on Twitter. Anyway. Yeah, unless they're like a hundred percent like certain, like yeah, we can we can make this game work. That's what I feel like. That's what I don't think E three necessarily needs to go away, but the whole oh we have to release something that that E three or that oh we have to announce something because it's just gonna put pressure on the on the studios and the people working on it and the company itself so it's like well either E three can be a, a just big old showcase of what we have in store in the future like obviously not say any game titles but obviously like oh we're working on you know three titles and blah 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 but E three I just don't want to see it go away but if it's an all digital event I mean I haven't physically been at E three so it won't be any different from any other E3, but I'm looking forward to it. All right. A couple other little things. Switch Online's getting uh, some new games next week. It's getting Fire and Ice for the uh, NES, uh, like, a, like a puzzle game where you move blocks of ice. Doomsday Warrior for the SNES, a fighting game. Prehistoric Man, a prehistoric platforming game. Looks 
like what you'd expect from an SNES platform. And Psycho Dream, which reminds me of Castlevania. So that's just a quick little update on that. I think February 17th is the day. And Sonic the Hedgehog 2 got announced, to no one's surprise, featuring Tails in the logo and a nice little Emerald Hill remix. And I can't get my Mario pins. The next set. Oh, the next set after you, like... If I remember, you said, like, it seemed like you weren't going to get the first set, but then it's somehow magically just like, oh, no, you did get the first set, but... Yeah, well, I actually know I can't get the second set. Yeah. Because I ran out of missions. You need, like, 15 missions. There's not 15 missions for me. (laughs) It's just like, oh, man. I'll just Uh, settle with the cool water bottle that I should be getting with Mario 3D World at Target. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> man uh but i don't know man i just don't know how to feel about the whole I, if if i don't know there's some games i wish that were re-released on newer platforms because they're so there's some games that are so hard to get oh like, yeah uh an example because you brought up the switch online uh the super nintendo version prince of persia is probably like one of my favorite games of all time but the only way to play those games if you have uh, the you know a Super Nintendo and a cartridge of the game, or I think the Wii Shop, you know the whole like uh virtual console and all that. I think had it, and I think when I was reading about like the Forgotten Sands, like the the fourth one in the, in the Sands of Time trilogy, they added the fourth one. Like I think the Wii version was gonna have like as as gonna have the entire game as like a bonus, but they cut it out. Oh, like kind of how Mario does with the Mario Bros as a bonus game, or like the Game Boy. Yeah, so something, something like in that sense where it's just like, man, things that you want to have or you want to obtain it, but just something just prevents you from getting it. It's no, it's not a fun time. Sometimes it's a delay that prevents you from getting something, and like you said earlier, uh, Sands of Time remake is delayed indefinitely. There's no release date for it from Ubisoft, who says. That they're switching away from AAA reliance to focus on free-to-play games and back catalog games like Sands of Time. Anything from their rich and storied old games. It's just one of those things where you don't, like I said, don't... Because I really do like Sands of Time. It's like one of my favorite PS2 games. It's such a good game. And to see that there's some gameplay and that there's a team behind it and that, you know, they're developing it. But then it for it to be just like, oh, we're, we're going to delay indefinitely. It's just like, I hope it's not delayed to the sense of the point where it's like, I guess like Agent from Rockstars where it's like they own the trademark and they announced it, but they've never publicly canceled it. Well, or like de- Agent like, that's all. basically canceled. Yeah, it's like, if it's not canceled, but it's not in development, then what is it, you know, what is it if you own the trademark? So hopefully they don't, like, because don't show us the trailer or gameplay of the game, because it wasn't that bad. I know there's some people that are like, oh, the game doesn't look that good. I was like, yeah, but it's not the final product. It's just still an early development. So hopefully one day, obviously no pressure. I don't want it to be rushed, but one day and soon I get my hands on it. And, you know, enjoy it because I actually do really do like this game. Yeah, maybe they're giving the team some more time to iron out any issues or glitches or something. That's what we hope for. Because I'm interested in it too. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to put the spotlight on something that's not ready yet. Because then they're going to rush in and mistakes are going to be made. Yeah. So Ubisoft, the ones who are like the people for, you go to for AAA type games assassin's creed rainbow six siege watchdogs legion far cry 6 all this stuff tom clancy's ghost recon wildlands it's like they want to focus on free to play and back catalog games so maybe more prince of persia will make a comeback maybe rayman will make a good comeback um free to play games like roller champions i think it's like roller champions the roller derby one they have so it's an interesting thing to see ubisoft kind of saying they want to move away from what they've kind of been doing for i just if they can put prince of persia i'm just saying to make any because that prince of persia super nintendo game is i just think it's crazy how it's the first game 
it is because it's prince of persia it's not like a, a spiritual sequel or like a successor but it added like six new levels and like plenty of music and enemies and just this stuff so it's like it's the best version of that game yeah come like the only other version that can compare to that is like the original like like computer like apple 2 or something you know something like just the old g like m the ms dos or something like that and look maybe they'll re-release it and maybe they'll do what they did with scott pilgrim and get limited run to do a physical edition and maybe they can do it like the iconoclast limited edition where they put it in a super nintendo looking box wouldn't that be cool that'll be pretty cool (laughs) all right so we do have one last piece of news here, and that is this week's Nintendo Direct Rumor, sponsored by Markers on the Map, presents Trial by Energy Drink, and this week's flavor is Grape Turismo. It's for a game called Destroy All Humans Cryptocurrency. America, 2022, the age of the coin. A mysterious ship crash lands in Portland, Oregon, and a new age of aliens begins. Cryptosporidium 396 is here to dominate this all-American town. But he's going to need to blend in with the locals, and blending in costs money. In this new destroy-all-humans adventure, currency is king as Crypto delves into the high-stakes world of digital coins in an effort to create his own mind-controlling cryptocurrency and enslave humanity, all starting with Portland. Watch out Dogecoin, Bitcoin, and Devolver's Lootbox Coin, because CryptoCoin is headed to conquer the digital market. Explore the nooks and crannies of Portland, and discover and ride on over 50 different bicycles. Use the new micro mind control ray to subtly influence the actions of others to sneak by, or blend in with the humans themselves with the futuristic digital camo. Wage war against humanity with an intellect to match Dr. Eggman himself, as you overwhelm and baffle experts with stock market expertise. Evolve to engage in social media to attract a cult following so that when agents get wind of aliens in Portland, you'll have a squad of loyal fanatics to back you up and keep you well protected in case of attack. Use brand new top secret weaponry to blast apart Portland agency's brand new battle bots before the empire you seek to raise is toppled. Develop a relationship with humanity so that one day you may take your place as rightful ruler as Crypto's mission is clear. Become a trendy hipster and strike your foes from the most unexpected of places. Not just a third-person shooter, but a social game, stock and cryptocurrency simulator, racing saga action platformer and RTS light. Everything is here. It's the Yakuza of Destroy All Humans in the newest installment of the series, Cryptocurrency Exclusively on the Nintendo Switch. This rumor was like a roller coaster for me. <laughs> How's that? You think it's one thing, and then it turns into another. And they say it's like Yakuza, which I've been playing Yakuza 0. So, like, instantly it goes after that, like, half serious, half funny side quest thing part of my mind. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this one. I mean, it's weird that. They went from the 50s to 60s to the 70s. You would assume they will go straight to the 80s, but, eh, you know, 2022. Maybe, you know, they didn't want to go to the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Or they're saving it for the future, maybe. That is true. More more Destroy All Humans. I know you wouldn't argue against that. No, I would want them to make a fourth one, and it would take place in the 80s. Uh, You know what other game takes place in the 80s? Yakuza 0. Okay. See now. See this is where you know the connections. This is where they all start connecting. I know. I've got. I've got my board with the red string, and I'm connecting all the pictures of Yakuza and Destroy All Humans. And for some reason, Mario Kart is there. I don't know how Mario Kart ties into all this, but I'm sure when the Nintendo Direct finally happens, and all these rumors happen to be true, um, we'll know why Mario Kart is there. <laughs> Oh yeah, we'll fi- we'll figure it out. But so I think we are looking forward to this one, right? Oh yeah, I mean, come on, destroy humans! I'm always looking forward to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so we got a little bit of time in the episode left for some game updates. Uh, there are only a few this week. It's mostly a 
really heavy news week for us, I think. But, um, hey, I finished Cyber Shadow. Remember how I said I couldn't do the final boss last week? I told you. I told you. I was so completely focused. I beat it the third phase the second time I got to it. I don't know how I did it. I really don't know what was going on, but I did it. The mechanics did change. There was new things to do, and I just adapted to the boss fight, I guess, and managed to beat the game. And then I saw a completionist video about the Platinum, and I said, wow, this Platinum is a lot tougher than I thought it was, because I was only looking at that beat the game in under three hours trophy, but the other ones are so much worse than that. <laughs> oh, it's worse than beating a game under three hours. There's, there's a boss imagine. that you fight um, in the water, basically. And it's like one of the hardest bosses. It's like a dragon thing. One of the trophies mm-hmm. is to beat that boss without touching the water. I don't know how mm. you can do that. There's there's also one that's like get through the first boss with or, or to the first boss without um, destroying any enemies. But there's an enemy that blocks your path that you can't jump over. And there's no iframes. I think they patched the game to make health drops more frequent. So I, I'm just going to go off on a limb here and say I definitely beat it pre-patch. Like, I beat this game pre-patch. So... I mean, there's something good about saying that when a game gets easier, so you had to... It's like Borderlands. I think they, like, nerf some things, and I think we've done some raid bosses and some challenges pre-patched. Oh, but you know what game I didn't beat pre-patch? Or at least plat pre-patch? Godfall. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) But I didn't want to do 50 floors of Ascended Tower of Nobody wants to do 50 floors. Dude, nobody wants to do 30, so I'm glad it's 20. It's ascended. <laughs> it's ascended tower is like way, way hard. So, thank God for twenty. Um, I gave Final Fantasy fourteen online a try because they announced the PS five version is coming. And let me just say, I the free trial for this game lets you play through the entirety of the original game and the first expansion for free, which theoretically takes one hundred and fifty hours. But I don't have the inclination to learn all the system. Like, there's millions of menus on this game, and it controls differently. But when I went to battle, I was like, wait a second, where have I seen this before? MMOs is where Xenoblade gets its battle systems from. The auto battle thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my god, Xenoblade just took from MMOs. And, and Final Fantasy XIV, in retrospect, seems easier to play than, say, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. But as much as I'm interested in it, and the world, and the story, I played it for an hour, and I really don't think I have the inclination, at least yet, to delve into this world. Especially if I have to play, you know, I'm, I'm a solo player for my RPGs, but, you know, mm-hmm. just a an experiment I tried this week playing Final Fantasy fourteen. If I had tons of people to play it with, it'd be a different story, but I think it's it's a big-time investment, and you know me, I like to try a lot of different games. Yeah, that's true. We played Fall Guys, and mm-hmm. we played that with my sister online, and all of us got a crown for the first time ever. We all actually came through winning a match on some of the remix levels and everything. I got one on, like, what was it, Jump Showdown? Oh, my God. Yeah, the one you got on Jump Showdown, what happened was <laughs> Robert and literally everybody else got knocked off all at once because the new Jump Showdown has a fan swirling around it. And they all got knocked off at once. And I saw Robert's fall guy was literally the last one to, to get to, like, he was at the top. And I was like, did you win? <laughs> I didn't believe it. I thought I lost. I was like, oh, I lost. Because it was just like, oh. What? But then I saw that it said, congratulations. Like, oh, see, it shows, like, the crown when you win it. And I'm just like, wait, what? I don't and think I've ever reached out. for the clip button that hard or that quick. Oh, man. <laughs> that was such a, you know, clip that. But also, yours was impressive because you finally won Fall Mountain. Oh, yeah. After millions of tries and attempts at Fall Mountain, I actually... One. The thing is, it was neck and neck between you and me because it was just like a remix of it, and you were just like, "Oh, oh, I'm not gonna do it," and like, "No, don't say that. Go." And then I remember I was like, "Well, 
I'm sort of there. And there was like, it wasn't like you and me were ahead. Like, no, we were pretty not, we were pretty behind. So I think some people went for it, but the crown went up. So they couldn't grab it. And I think I uh, was like, I'm going to go for it. And I thought, I was like, oh, I lost it. Just like, we lost to someone else. And I realized it was you. Because I saw who was next, or because we're on opposite sides, and then I saw who it was, and I was like, "Oh, it's the same skin that Daniel's wearing." And next thing you know, I just hear you and your sister just celebrating, and I come to realize, like, "Oh, that was him." Yeah, I was like shocked because I had, I I basically said, "There's no way this is gonna happen." I got knocked down so many times, but because the crown went up, I was like, "Oh my god, the timing is perfect." I actually didn't know you were right behind me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, was, I was on the opposite side. Yeah, I was like, I jumped for it, and I saw, like, oh, someone else got it. Oh but then I realized God. it was you. I get way too worked up on Fall Mountain. That's, like, the one I get worked up on the most. The others are fine. I'm fine with the others, but Fall Mountain, for some reason, always gets me all worked up. I hate Fall Mountain, but it's the aggro crag from Nickelodeon Guts. <laughs> I think your sister won as a jump showdown, right? Uh, Yeah, it was either jump showdown or But it was, like, regular, ice. standard jump yeah. showdown or thin i don't remember which one it was it was one of them it's one of those it was just nice that we all won finally <laughs> yeah it was all three of us at least won again you won like five crowns because it was double crown yeah 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 i got seven at once because double crown weekend was a thing and then at the same time i won i hit the five crown reward so i was like seven crowns at once who 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 can say that, that they was get a lot that? Of that's almost a skin <laughs> yeah i know Actually, and, that is the skin. That's the Doom skin. Yeah, and the crown rank raises uh, quite a bit. I have the ice cream bottom, but I'm like 37 crowns away from the ice cream top now. So that's something to work for, I guess. You gotta start working on those 37 crowns. Yeah, and it's like maybe by the end of season four, because there will be more crowns in the in the season pass. <laughs> so, Hopefully. Yeah, Fall Guys. Always such a consistently delightful and fun game. And... I'm going to save Devil May Cry for next week. Yeah. But I did want to really quickly talk about the Monster Hunter Rise demo. So you can't uh-huh. actually get it anymore. I think it left the eShop on February 1st. But um, much like Resident Evil uh, Village, Capcom is doing a second demo soon, I suppose. The quality of life improvements in Monster Hunter World were really good compared to the old Monster Hunter but Rise just takes it to the next like logical step. When you're picking things up off the ground, you collect all the items from the collection point is what it seems like. You can ride on top of the monsters now. The demo gave you access to every weapon and enough plays to go through both stages with every weapon. So you fight Great Izuchi, I believe, and Mizutsune, who was a little bit of a tougher fight. But I think the scaling, health and damage scaling in the demo was... Uh, different from how the game will probably be um but now you have a like a dog that you can ride so you don't have to just run around everywhere you can climb up walls you can run on walls in this monster hunter so it just seems like mobility options and not worlds kind of maze-like areas but like the the open areas like like taking all the separate areas from generations ultimate and putting it into one open area it's just like even from the demo I can kind of tell that I might like this better than World. Um, the art style in particular is very colorful in these, like, not World Monster Hunter games. So, yeah. oh my god, it's just like, for some reason I was playing the demo and I was like, this is really good. And they're running the RE engine on the Switch. I just cannot wait for this, to be honest. They're, it's just, I love Monster Hunter, but I think this one's going to be better than World, for sure. <laughs> Anyhow, is that about wrap us up for this week? Uh, the big news that we got this week, I think so. Yeah, there was a lot of news this week, and neither of us really played a ton. But uh, I do have Devil May Cry, which I've been putting off <laughs> for like a month now. Um, I know I brought it up when we were doing Donkey Kong specials, I think. But oh man, I've played the whole series, and I gotta talk about it. But we're gonna have to do that next week. <laughs> oh yeah anyway we as always want to thank you so much for listening you can check us out on podbean apple podcast google podcast spotify and follow us on twitter at markers on the map and i guess there's not much left to say besides sega please re-release sonic 3 and knuckles with the original ice cap zone music and that the real sing star legends was the friends we made along the way so we'll see you next time bye later